0: Welcome to In Tune. I'm your co-host, Matt Rector, an aspiring luthier from Baltimore, Maryland.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Ethan Morset, a music producer and founder of Blue Haven Music based in Minnesota.
0: Our goal is to provide value to enterprising musicians, artists, and craftspeople by sharing our conversations and the lessons we've learned along the way. If you like our content, help us out. Give us a follow and give us a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Tune in for new episodes on the first Wednesday of each month.
1: Today we're going to talk about stringed instrument care. And I am obviously not the expert on this by any means since we have a luthier in the house here. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of things with acoustic instrument care to be considered and I think when somebody buys an acoustic guitar or even an electric guitar they're probably buying that without thinking about that at all especially if you're a beginner and I think even some people who are intermediate players probably don't take care of their stringed instrument in the best way and that can lead to the instrument not making it in the long run or an issue popping up so I think, Matt, I think it would be great if we could pick your brain on how to take care of your stringed instruments, I think acoustic guitar especially, how to take care of it without running into issues, and and trying to avoid maybe some of the issues that you've run into in your, in your repair work.
0: Sure. You know, I mean, as the saying goes, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? So you you definitely uh if you're spending money on an instrument and you're serious about it you know you want to sort of protect your investment right Mm -hmm. um did you have any sort of specific questions that you wanted to start out with
1: well seeing as my first guitar was an acoustic guitar and i took really (laughs) really good care of it let's talk about acoustic guitars uh (laughs) I'm sure we'll get into that at some point.
0: (laughs) So, so yeah, so I have to talk about that because it's funny and I know we've talked about this in another episode, but when we were in college, we were college, Ethan and I were college roommates. We attended a state university in Iowa in the Midwest, which Iowa has, you know, hot, humid summers and cold, frigid, dry winters. And I remember we we were college roommates and Ethan brought an acoustic guitar and he set it in the corner of the room next to the baseboard heater, like (laughs) right next to it. And I remember warning him, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. (laughs) That's like really bad for your instrument. It's probably going to dry out and crack. And I remember Ethan being like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, it's okay. It's fine. It's, and I'm it's like, cool. Let's chill. At, at the end of the school year, I'm pretty sure by the end of the year, your guitar was, it was done.
1: I don't know if it was done, but it started to have like, it started to have cracks. <laughs> and And when you start to have <laughs> yeah. cracks in an instrument, like a guitar, it can start to affect some things in a negative way um for sure uh what so so since we're on the topic of acoustic guitars since (laughs) i so graciously brought that in as a anecdote um what would you say matt are like the the bare necessities for taking care of your acoustic guitar your first Mm. acoustic guitar so that you're not running into something with a cracked body (laughs) or something else
0: Okay, so a lot of this is really going to depend on your environment. So, you know, if you live in Arizona versus Florida, right, both are very warm, but Florida is very humid and Arizona is very dry. Um, To sort of understand this, if we're talking about wooden stringed instruments, acoustic guitars, violins, cellos, you know, stuff like that, mandolins, any kind of a uh, stringed instrument. Nowadays, they are building some stuff out of like carbon fiber, but I'm talking about your kind of general standard stringed instruments mm-hmm. um, that are made from wood. And wood is a natural material. It expands and contracts when you know the temperature changes and when uh, the humidity changes. So you want to sort of avoid too much in any one direction. Sure. I think the best, I I guess if I were to give like the best advice I could give anyone, like if I just want to make this as generic as possible is if you're not comfortable, then your instrument isn't. So you want to keep your instrument in an environment where you would be comfortable. So if, if, you would not be comfortable in the trunk of your car on when it's a hundred degrees out, then your instrument probably shouldn't be left in the trunk of your car when it's a hundred degrees out. Right. Cause it, it'll just heat up way too hot. And the same thing if it's really cold. Um, so in terms of bare minimum, what you need, I would say, uh, I guess if you're someone who lives somewhere where it is very humid or I very dry, sorry. Uh, if you, somewhere, in, um, you live somewhere where it's dry, like Iowa, where you have seasonal changes, that's where Ethan and I grew up in the winter, it gets dry. You need some way to humidify the instrument. And there's a few ways you can do that. So I would recommend having a hard shell case because a hard shell case is going to regulate the humidity a little bit better than say like a a soft fabric gig bag okay and you need some sort of humidity device so these can it doesn't have to be complicated they make packets that um you know are a little bit more expensive but it can be something as simple as a sponge in a Ziploc bag that you leave partially open
1: what about pouring um, water into the sound hole <laughs> yeah I, that's too I, much humidity could I pour water into the sound hole to humidify my guitar isn't that what the sound that's, hole that's is for
0: that's uh
1: why don't they call it a water hole
0: um I'm gonna ignore <laughs> that question
1: okay <laughs> all right i I, it's kind of rude but okay let's move on (laughs) um so you said a sponge a sponge can work
0: yeah as a general rule if you live in say somewhere that has like a temperate climate where you have both warm and like cold seasons um yeah you know, generally, in the fall and the winter, you should humidify your instruments in the spring and summer where it's more when it's more humid, you probably don't need to do that um in fact, you might want to run a dehumidifier um, if in a perfect world, I guess if we're doing things like in the absolute best way possible, most instruments are built in factories. Or, at least, most mass produced instruments are built in factories where they try to maintain a temperature of around 70 degrees Fahrenheit and a relative humidity of, say, around 45 to 55 percent. Okay. So, in a perfect world, you would always keep your instruments sort of within that range so that they don't have issues with expanding and contracting and drying out and things like that. Um, but obviously we don't, you know, we don't live in a perfect world and we're going to, our instruments, if you're a a active musician, you know, they're going to be exposed to different elements.
1: mm Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, so as close to 70 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit and 45 to 55% humidity is what you're aiming for for an acoustic guitar.
0: Yeah, or just most wooden acoustic instruments. I mean, if, you, if it's 75 degrees, like that's fine, right? But you probably don't want it to be left out in your car when it's 100 degrees, right?
1: Right. Because
0: your car gets really hot, and at that point, the temperatures get high enough that they can sort of start to soften the glue, and the glue can start to let go. Um, You know, or if it's too cold, the wood will shrink, and that can uh, create issues. The other thing I would say is be careful where you place your instrument. So, don't put it right next to a baseboard heater.
1: (laughs) Hey, I thought we moved past you know, that.
0: Don't put it right in front of your air conditioning bed. Mm, um, okay. You know, don't... Um, if you're running a dehumidifier or a humidifier, don't, like, put it right directly next to those things. Um. I'm trying to think of... What about a fire? Oh, and then another fireplace. big one is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably not ideal. <laughs>
1: not not um, ideal? Oh, okay.
0: Then the other thing that I just thought of is if you can help it, when you're going from place to place, if you put your instrument in the case and, you know, your, your instrument's outside in the cold for a little bit and then you have to go inside and you go inside a warm building... And you open up your case that immediate temperature shock from being cold to opening the case and suddenly there's like a rush of warm air that can cause issues so you ideally want to allow the instrument to sort of come to equilibrium and heat up inside of the case a lot of on a lot of like old instruments you see the like natural finish checking like the cracks in the finish on vintage instruments. And that's usually because of stuff like that, where you have a sudden temperature shock and that causes the finish to shrink or expand rapidly and that's what causes those cracks.
1: Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So keep it in the case, if it's like extreme temperatures or humidity, keep it in the case and let the case kind of slowly meet the the new temperature of being inside um so it doesn't get that temperature shock
0: yeah think of the case as sort of like a little ecosystem for your instrument so if you can maintain the like a certain humidity in there um that's great and then if you can kind of allow it to warm up slowly or cool down slowly um that's better And another thing you can even do is uh, you can get, like, a little humidity monitor that you can install inside of your case that will tell you what the relative humidity is inside there.
1: Sure. So humidity and temperature have kind of been the two central things. Are there any other, like, bare necessities, or maybe not even just bare necessities, but, like, things that you really should be doing if you're thinking about longevity to your guitar outside of humidity and temperature?
0: I mean, I would really say those are probably the main things. Um, are You know, I think the main thing is don't shock the instrument as much as you can. Um, it's not necessarily... Like, if the humidity is is a few degrees higher, a few degrees lower, like, that's not going to kill your instrument. What is worse is when you have those sudden swings and shocks. That's bad. And then the other thing would be just a prolonged exposure, like in the case of, you know, your first guitar that you brought to college, prolonged exposure in a dorm room where it was a really dry environment is really ne is right next to that heater, which dried it out even more, um, you know, with the heat and everything. So you prolong exposure to sort of extremes like that is bad. So, you know, too much humidity for a long time. If you live somewhere tropical, you know, like Hawaii, or if you live in Florida where there's humidity, it's humid all the time or, too much dryness feel live somewhere in like Arizona um, over time. That's that um, ideally you'd keep it in a case where you can kind of maintain that, but it's not always practical to always have your instrument in the case. Mm-hmm. So if you have a way to control the uh, humid, like the environment in your house, Um, you know, that works too. And then you can leave your instrument out. Um, but those are the main things really. And just use some common sense and, uh, you know, take your instrument to uh, a luthier, maybe twice a year when the seasons change, you know, once when uh, it heats up in the spring and in summer, and then once when it cools down in the fall, uh, in the winter and just have them check it out and uh, maybe do a setup and they'll be able to tell you if anything's going wrong with it.
1: I, I see what you're doing. You're, you're trying to plant future business right now. You're trying to say, yeah, of come into a you know, luthier twice. Why twice a year? Why not 50 times a year? You know, that's a way more business for you.
0: 50 times a year. That'd be <laughs> once almost every week. <laughs>
1: Yeah you gotta make sure It's way it's too good. often You gotta make sure it's good Your guitar is your Is is how you create You gotta make sure it's in good shape <laughs> Um Is, is uh, So thinking beyond bare necessities Is there anything else to be doing with an acoustic guitar Or does it really m- pretty much boil down to Humidity, temperature And avoiding shocking or stressing your instrument out with acoustic guitar?
0: Yeah, I think with acoustic guitar, that's <clears throat> it's the main thing. Um, I yeah. have my personal favorite sort of solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to get into that, I'm not sure where you're wanting to go next.
1: Sure, we we can talk about it. I was mainly just, we can talk about Electric guitars, if we get time, and and how that afe- applies to to it. Well, maybe let's just do that, and then you can get into your preferred solutions to things. Sure. Is there is there anything to consider differently for electric guitar versus acoustic guitar?
0: It's going to be mostly the same. I mean, it, it's a wooden instrument, so same sort of deal. Um, the main thing that you just want to be more a little bit more careful of is how the humidity is sort of getting delivered um like a solid body electric guitar humidity is less of a concern right on like a fender stratocaster mhm you would i don't know you'd really have to like the body's not going to crack right like it that's not going to happen on a solid body electric guitar um okay I'm sure there's like some crazy extreme case where there's some quality control issue or something like that. But um what would happen, though, is your fretboard might shrink and you would get sharp fret ends if the instrument dried out. Um, and then if you have too much moisture, uh, your hardware can actually sort of rust a little bit. Um, your pickups can the windings, the wire coil in your your pickups can actually rust. Uh, if you have too much humidity, if it's too moist.
1: Do you um, do you like do you have like a humidity percentage that you should avoid going above to avoid like rust? Like I, I would assume 55% is safe, right? For the most part.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean really I would just try to keep it around there um if you can you know if it's like 80% humidity that's probably not good
1: i think the other thing you've mentioned is proximity of your humidity solution like i you mentioned to me when i sent you a picture one time that my my humidifier is very close to my a couple of my electric guitars and you had mentioned that, you know, maybe watch out for that because it's casting mist out around it and that could potentially lead to rusting of the electronics, right?
0: Yeah, correct. So your humidifier, if you have a room humidifier, it's, it's controlling the humidity for the whole room, right? But where it's at, like in that like corner where it's pumping out the water vapor, it's going to be a little more humid. So if you have water vapor basically just like falling on your instrument all the time, Mm -hmm. like your instruments like getting misted essentially like all the time, you know, you're saturating the wood with way too much moisture. And then, you know, you're likely to cause the pickups to rust. I, I have seen pickups rust, and eventually just fail because of that. So, I mean, that's something to be careful of.
1: Yeah, it's something you want to avoid. Pickups are replaceable, though, if that were to happen, right? Like, you want to avoid it, but like, if that did happen to you, you can get new pickups without having to buy a whole new guitar, right?
0: Correct. But, you know, if you're in a situation where there's enough humidity to rust your pickups or there's enough moisture to rust your, your pickups, you know, you might have other issues too. More than likely.
1: Okay. Is, is there anything else to consider with electric guitar care?
0: Um, with solid body electrics, uh, solid body electrics are pretty easy, um, really in my opinion, uh, even in a pretty humid environment, like it, it has to be really humid in the air to like rust your pickups just from the regular humidity in the air. Like that's more of probably likely in a situation where we were just talking about where you have like a humidifier sort of misting your instrument or, you know, unwittingly like sort of, dropping moisture onto your instrument. Um, <clears throat> but with semi-hollow instruments and hollow body electrics, you, they're constructed essentially like an acoustic instrument. So the same things are going to apply with an acoustic guitar.
1: Okay. Um, What would you do if... What would you do if it w- became dried out on the fretboard and you did start to get fret fret wires that are poking out would you Mm -hmm. would you get them filed down or or what would you do to address that
0: potentially so i think the first thing would just be try to restore the humidity and and get your instrument to where it should be so put it in its case um I like the or D'Addario or didario I don't know if I'm saying that right. Um, I like the Deidario, uh humidity packs because they work two ways. They will regulate the humidity both like if it's not humid enough, they will release humidity, but they will also sort of absorb humidity if it's too humid. So For me, it's just a really easy, carefree system because I can just throw the packets in my case and not really have to monitor it too much. Um, I like to use those. So you could use something like that to sort of restore the instrument to where it should be. Um, You know, if your instrument is really dry, you might want to give it a week or two weeks uh, to sort of reach equilibrium and then see if it's still an issue. And if um, if it is, then you can go from there. Uh, another thing, if you have a unfinished fretboard, like a a rosewood or ebony fingerboard, uh, you could apply some sort of fingerboard oil. Um,
1: Get it nice and moist again.
0: Yeah, you don't want to do too much of that. I I've seen some people online Just who
1: pour it on,
0: apply way too much oil, or like do it way too often because you can oversaturate. You know that should be something you maybe do like a couple times a year, yeah. not all the time
1: so you um so you're saying when i do a full-on fretboard oil soak where i just stick the whole fretboard in a vat of oil is not good for my
0: guitar uh no that would uh definitely compromise the glue bond
1: oh okay that's that's why the uh my fret wires keep falling off Hmm. interesting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um. okay so the first step would be to restore it to humidity and then if, if need be you could get the fret wires filed down if that didn't fix the issue
0: yeah you know take it to uh, another uh, shameless plug here take it to a luthier they'll dress their fret ends and uh, yeah
1: don't fret. A luthier will help you out. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be. You should be. I feel very bad about myself right now. Um, okay. Well, since you brought it up earlier, we could go any direction with this. We don't have a ton of time left, but... Do you want to share some of your your solutions to all of these things? To you, you probably have shared some of them, but share some of the your solutions to taking care of your acoustic guitars and electric guitars.
0: Yeah. So I think to sort of summarize, you know, a good rule of thumb is if you're not comfortable, then, you know, your instruments shouldn't probably be in that environment either if you wouldn't be comfortable in that environment Um, that's sort of a good rule of thumb you know you want to kind of in a perfect scenario you'd like to maintain a temperature of around 70 degrees fahrenheit and relative humidity of you know maybe around 45 to 55 then in terms of what i personally like I think best case scenario, you're able to keep your house or at least the room that you have your instruments in sort of at that level. So if you are able to have a room humidifier and able to, or dehumidifier and able to maintain that temperature, it's really nice because then you can just you know, leave your instruments out, you don't really have to worry about storing them in their case. And you don't have to worry about getting like, the packets that I talked about and putting those in your case, your room will maintain that humidity. Um, But a lot of people, you know, who live in apartments and things like that, they don't necessarily have a good setup for something like that. So I think the next thing then would be if you can't control the environment all that well, then get a good, a decent hard shell case and use that case as sort of the ecosystem for your instrument. So, you know, maintain the humidity within the, or I guess, yeah, maintain the relative humidity within the case. Uh, I like the Diodario. Uh, humidity packets just cause they're pretty maintenance free. You have to replace them every once in a while. They're more expensive than just like, a. the packets are more expensive than like you can get like the sponge humidifiers that are just like a little sponge in like a plastic case. Yep. Um, you gotta be careful about not overfilling those cause they can leak inside your instrument. Um, you just want like the sponge to be just damp, not like soaking. Moist. Um. Yeah, you want it to be. You want it to be moist, um, but not too moist. So, I like the packets. Um, they are a little bit more expensive, but you know if you have a instrument that has any sort of decent value you spend a little bit of money to take care of it, right? Like if you're going to play the instrument and rely on that instrument to be something you use for gigging or something that you just use for a hobby, just, you just want to get enjoyment out of, you know, you might as well take care of it so that you can continue to get the maximum amount of enjoyment out of it and it doesn't frustrate you because it has some sort of issue because you didn't take care of it.
1: Right. So it's really, you know, there's really not a lot to guitar care. I mean, you need to be careful with your guitar, but at the same time, there's not a lot of steps to really go through to make sure you're taking care of your guitar. It's actually no fairly simple.
0: It it It's pretty straightforward, and I think, you know, as long as you use some common sense, you'll be fine. And even if you look back... You know, historically, you know, people a hundred years ago didn't have humidity packets for their... (laughs) for their instrument, right? But, like... How do you know? Just, you know, just use some common sense and... (laughs) (laughs) I'm ignoring you. (laughs) Just use some common sense and... You know, don't expose your instrument to extreme conditions for prolonged periods of time or don't shock it you know with extreme swings
1: cool it's it's nice for me you know just being a guitar owner to get a clarification you know I kind of knew some of that stuff but or most of that stuff but a clarification from a professional luthier that um someone who really knows what they're talking about getting that affirmation that or confirmation that that is what you need to be doing. Those are really the main things to really be focusing on with taking care of an acoustic guitar and electric guitar. Um, Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on with guitar care?
0: No, I mean, you take care of your instruments, but you don't necessarily need to baby them. I mean you want to use them and enjoy them and make music with them. And you know, they're just pieces of wood and metal. And, um, if you actually look at the amount of pressure that the strings exert on an instrument, depending on the instrument, you know, they can exert over a hundred, you know, close to 200, Pounds of force or pounds of pressure from the string tension. So really, you know, our instruments are more durable. Yeah, it it is a lot. You know, you're and so take care of your instrument, but it's it's more durable than you might think.
1: Um, Right, you don't have to like get super scared that you know if things are not perfect, you're destroying your guitar like it's not going to just break overnight um, unless you maybe do like a big temperature shock then you might have some issues but that's not that common usually like big temperature shocks that'd be more common in like the winter time i would think
0: yeah or just extreme extreme temperatures like it doesn't have to be a huge shock but an extreme instance like leaving it in a a super hot car or a super cold car that can be really bad because that type of thing can cause the glue to let go
1: makes sense um and anything else you want to cover with with guitar care we're, we're putting we're putting you on the record so you know this needs to be the list for everyone. Yeah,
0: yeah, disclaimer, if your instrument gets damaged, it is not my fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I I think that's about it. I I try to keep it simple, not overcomplicate things. Um you know, and if people break their instruments more, then you know, I got more business. So it's good for me.
1: Either way I'm happy. <laughs> all right well i i think that's a wrap on episode 14 um so you heard it all from uh, a luthier himself that's that's how you take care of a stringed instrument it's it's really pretty simple um if you like this episode please be sure to give us a like a rating and consider following us for more episodes like this We appreciate you taking time to listen to this episode, and until next time, stay tuned.